0: Hello, welcome to Bachelor Party. I am Juliette Littman. We're going to get into The Bachelor in a minute, but first, can I recommend a podcast to you? You've probably heard about this movie, Black Panther. I saw it, and it is excellent. You should prep for it by listening to last week's Binge Mode, which they cover the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, that's the MCU you see all your cool movie friends referring to on Twitter and in their articles. You'll know everything you need to know because Mal and Jason always keep you up to date and abreast of all the most important Topics and culture, and then you'll go see the movie. And then this coming week, they're covering Black Panther itself. So you'll be all set. Check out Binge Mode. Can't recommend highly enough. And if you're listening to this, you probably care about The Bachelor. So tonight, after the episode, or tomorrow, whenever you're ready, check out Roger Sherman's recap on The Ringer. Check out the description of this episode for links to Binge Mode and to Roger's recap. And finally, You may have noticed that I lost my voice. Luckily, we recorded almost all of this podcast before that happened. There may be a few seconds where perhaps you notice a raspy, weirder, deeper voice that doesn't sound like me. I swear it's me. I promise that uh, when I come back, I'll sound better. But thanks for listening, and now let's batch. It's Hometowns Week for very distinctly different hometowns, and we're going to get into them, talk about them with Amy Coffin from the LA Times. Hi, Amy. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming. Welcome.
1: Yes. Hometowns are usually my favorite episodes.
0: Oh, absolutely. It usually gives us a lot. I'm not sure this one did. We'll talk about it in a minute. But I just want to first say you kind of broke the Bachelor in Paradise scandal over the summer.
1: God, that feels like so long ago. Would you
0: say that's one of your claims to fame?
1: Oh my god! I hope not.
0: I mean, in the batch world, it's maybe. significant. Yeah, well, yeah. It's it's like a big deal to cover
1: that and to break it. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, the way that ended up at, like playing out is not how I expected. Now that we're a bachelor season and winter games deep, like, yeah. doesn't that feel like no one cares anymore? It's... Absolutely.
0: I thought this season. I was worried about how this season was going to go. Kind of in the in the Me Too era. I know. And what do you
1: think about that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, column? Which one he wrote? He wrote a thing like, "Oh, he okay, can't watch it anymore." In, in the Me Too era, yeah. yeah, it's still kind of weird. But I, I, for
0: some reason, this season feels like a throwback, and it feels like, it, it actually feels like the women are getting more credit than they usually do. So I'm I'm uh, pleased about that. Not to say this is like you know a progressive feminist show, but you know I, I don't know. It just it hasn't been as uncomfortable as I was expecting, and I do think they have made some changes that made it less troubling
1: and problematic. What do you think? I agree with you. I mean, I, obviously, they've shown the women's real jobs, and uh, thank God that they seem to have like somewhat interesting personalities. Because if it weren't for them, like we would be dealing with this strip the whole season. So totally,
0: yeah, yeah. I think I think that also, like, like I said, like the women are substantive, which we which we actually kind of saw this week. So uh, let's get into it. I assigned some superlatives to each of these dates, okay, and we'll go through each one. But I'll give you the superlative first, and then you can tell me which one you think should get it. Okay. What was the biggest shock of this episode to you? That he kept Kendall over
1: Tia. Yes! Yes. Thank
0: you! <laughs> oh, my God! Tia's my girl. She's at my absolute fave. How do you feel about her? I was down for her. Yes! Although,
1: when I was taking notes for this uh, to meet with you, and I was like, when, he, when she said that she loved him, like, outside of her house on yeah. the little uh, little chair thing, I was like, he's not that excited. He's not that into her.
0: No, he's, I guess, I guess not. But like, why? Is it because she's like too sassy? Or? Is it because she's a brunette? It might, it might be. Like, I, I really can't say. Um. I I thought the biggest shock was that Tia got screwed. That was Maybe just kind of because... like my, my take on it
1: i tend to feel like this is just a dude thing across the board and you see it a lot on the bachelor is like any girl who's forthcoming with her emotions is never the girl that the guy wants like he wants kendall who doesn't even know if she wants to get engaged i know
0: how can you keep how can you keep kendall over tio and she's like yeah i don't know i guess she didn't explicitly say that to ari but we know that she said it also like
1: why was he having such a big debate about it anyway when he if the other two are his very clear top two
0: Um, I don't know. It's, it's really, I guess he just doesn't, he didn't want to make the wrong choice or didn't want to hurt someone. when he was
1: like, I need to get this right. I was like, this isn't like a test. I know. Yeah.
0: It was, it was pretty ridiculous. Where do you think things went wrong for Tia? You mentioned her saying being a little bit too forthright about how she was feeling. Were there any other moments where you're like, oh no, don't do that, Tia? No, I thought her date was okay. And I mean, her her date was, uh. So the, the race car thing? Yeah, she took him to like a kind of like a junkyard race car, which is sort of like running back the first group date of the season basically. Cuz I really genuinely that? excited though when yeah, they rolled up. And they had like an outfit prepared for him. Did you catch that he changed into like a racing outfit?
1: Yeah, I also like how he was like I'm really going to show off and like <laughs> what do you what's that called when you do the- turns with all the dust figure eights or something yeah yeah he was like good for it
0: i made that up i don't know if that's the correct terminology okay it, please in, it weigh in race car enthusiasts yeah exactly i i thought
1: the brother was was troublesome reminded me of De- of sean lowe's season although at with the end of it, brother. he was like you know what i liked him more than i thought i would i did think so maybe where she, she went wrong quote unquote was like i just don't think he would mesh in that family like culturally it was just sure. different than his background
0: too, that's a good point
1: like sort of like southern. his weird European not weird but like
0: yeah, yeah know. I know it's, it didn't seem like um, a mix she really was into them,
1: him though she was like hysterical that was sad did you feel sad during that or are you like kind of into it
0: kind of kind of but I don't want her to be Larry. I want her to be the bachelorette
1: Well, we'll, all right, we'll get to that after I guess we go through them because we got to do our bachelor bachelorette odds.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But I guess I was I was sad. She just seemed like really like genuinely devastated.
1: Never never cry on camera on your way out, though. It's really you can't control it at that point. I, I mean, I feel like it's in almost every case. It's just a feeling of. Wanting to be chosen over someone else, not about the person. Yeah, I mean, who likes to be rejected? No, of course not. I
0: just I was just really surprised. She's like just by far the best of the four. She's beautiful. Best personality. Well, who, all right. So we have Kendall. We have... Lauren, Becca, and we've said goodbye to you.
1: What is his affinity for a girl without, at least on television, an extremely, like, noticeable personality? Lauren?
0: I, I and don't know. Becca. Oh, and Becca, too. I know. I actually... Coming out, coming out of this week, I... It was actually like Lauren might have more personality than Becca, but... We, we'll get, we we can suss all of that out. Okay. Um, next superlative, weirdest family. Who do you think had the weirdest family? Uh, Becca. Really? I went with Kendall. Let's talk about Becca first. So, because I just brought her up. So, why did you think Becca's family was the weirdest?
1: Well, I don't know. Well, Kendall's was the one with the... Wait, can we talk about how there were, like, a, a table full of beads in Kendall's house? Did you notice that? Yes, I like, did. Like, the mom is a jewelry maker okay. or something?
0: Glad you brought up her house. I think that was actually Kendall's home and like not her parents. Where in LA was that? I tried really hard I, re- I rewound it a you few sh- times to try <laughs> to figure it out. I was like, can we get any street signs, very tight shots? It looked like a home that isn't lived in that much and was like overstuffed with trinkets. So I think it's either Kendall's home or not none of theirs, and it was like it was too a place big to, to be film in LA.
1: Kendall's. It did not
0: seem like a parent's house though. It seemed like It was like, like trendy and
1: the backyard it had like candles and stuff. Yeah, it seemed like it was like a Pier one imports like <laughs> like model home. But wait, what was her? What were her parents? No, her parents seemed normal. I mean, the twin—you think her sister
0: was like a different? Was like from a different part of the country?
1: Like they're identical (laughs) twins,
0: but they looked so different. She wasn't quirky. Quirky, as as Ari says. Why can't he say that word?
1: There's a lot of things he can't do. (sighs) Okay, but so like to go back to the original question of like he's cut. Maybe women who were a little bit more educated, like Jacqueline, and um, who was the other one who like went to school. Jacqueline and
0: Tia both had graduate oh, CN. degrees. Oh, and CN, yeah. CN went to Yale.
1: And I don't know the educational background of the of Becca and Lauren, but like he likes it seems like he doesn't want he's not the Nick Vial. He's not picking like Nick Viall. He doesn't want the woman who's like sassier than him no. and like maybe that's why he didn't like Tia. Like it's she's true. too strong of a personality.
0: I so yeah, I think ultimately he likes these boring girls. Like I think he's like intrigued by the smart ones, but ultimately he just wants like the kind of like fade into Arizona life with me. Like just Is that like, what it
1: is? Like why does he like that?
0: I, I don't know. I think that he's intrigued by, like, the challenge of someone like Kendall or Tia. But, like, at the end of the day, he's just clearly so into Lauren. Like, there's no there's no question.
1: It's so baffling when they kept being, like, when each of them were saying, we're just so similar. I was like,
0: what? Like, I know. What do you have in common? We haven't seen it whatsoever. Even he speaks more than you. Like, I just— I know. I was astounded. It, it's really true. Let's dig a little bit deeper into handle before we move on. Okay. How would you define her sister's style? I was really taken by it, as you can probably
1: tell. I do remember being shocked that there was the pink kimono, the pink, like, silk kimono, and then, like, what was the bottom? Was it jeans? I thought it was a skirt, actually. I remember they just clashed. I was like, this is a weird, an interesting choice. It looked like... I thought she looked like a character from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Who? Like the, the
0: Melissa Joan Hart edition or something like that. And then, like, Kendall was wearing... By the way, Kendall and Kylie. I know. It's amazing. Amazing. And... Colton is, like, a name the Kardashians, like, Kris Jenner might have used if she spelled it with a K. Like, it's, was kind of cute, incredible. by the way. Yeah, he was. Col- Colton is, like, really on brand for the Kardashians, too. I, I couldn't believe it. I was impressed.
1: <laughs> so true. Um, yeah, she was just wearing a romper, Kendall. Yeah. I was like, I liked all right, it. we're going cash.
0: I do like her. I was wondering where that taxidermy, like, room is, though, because it wasn't in her home, I don't think. It seemed pretty prepared. <laughs> Why do you think they staged all of these activities for the four dates? Each one was defined by, like... Kendall is the girl who does taxidermy, so taxidermy day. Like, Tia is, like, a down-home girl, so, like, let's get, like, you, like, rugged or something with the car racing. And right. Becca is like, really sweet and, like, perfect for your um, Christmas card, so let's go apple picking. And uh, what was Lauren's activity? I don't even remember.
1: Horse riding oh, on the beach. Oh, horse riding on the beach. Right. And lo- No, I thought it was a pretty, like, I feel like that's usually the kind of, like, they had a mix of very specific and, like, you know, generically romantic or whatever. Yeah. Um. Okay, the mouse stuffing? Yes, the mouse stuffing with Kendall. Oh, rat stuffing. Were you disgusted or were you like, this is funny?
0: It just seemed so fake to me that I didn't really. I was like, okay, this is not like real taxidermy. I don't believe that for a second. But it must, you
1: don't think it was a real rat?
0: No, I don't. Cause then at the end when they like showed them, like in like the diorama, I was like, that's
1: not real. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: it, it looks like it was um like stuffed animals or something like not like actual taxidermy. What did you think? Were you grossed
1: out? I guess I was like I didn't fully examine cuz I was disgusted, but when he said afterwards he was like, "Well, I just like that now I have a better sense of why she's into it." I was like, "I don't really." What was her answer that she likes to have things to preserve after the fact and like be able to study the animals up close? I I don't know. It's an odd fixation. It yeah. really is.
0: And she never really explains it. And this is, what do we really know about Kendall? Other than the fact that she loves to confront Crystal and to stuff animals and, like, is quote-unquote quirky. Like, what else? Like, tell me, can you name why, three other right, facts? And why is she
1: quirky? Just because she likes taxidermy, right? Yeah.
0: Like, can you name three other facts about her? No, but I couldn't name three facts about any of these people.
1: Except I, for maybe Tia. We don't
0: really know about her previous relationships. We don't really know what she does. Like in some ways, she's the biggest cipher, which kind of occurred to me in this episode. That's why I was so shocked she stayed over Tia. Yeah, because like she came on late, and and she like the most we've seen her open up was when she was like trying to coach Crystal off the ledge. Like I know someone like you,
1: but that's not actually. Oh, that was the best point. Yeah, of...
0: that was her peak for sure. Right, but we don't know. That was her peak? It was. Was it not?
1: <laughs> no, I agree.
0: So I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I'm concerned that. I don't—that we're just—I mean, I'm not that concerned. She's clearly not winning. He's into the other two more. But we don't—I just wanted to be clear that we don't actually know who Kendall is. I so agree with you. That's my take. Yeah. J, I mean, as LeBron would say, JMT is just my thoughts. <laughs> that's a LeBron james <laughs> Um I just was so shocked. When she—when he pulled her aside, like, isn't that usually a bad sign? He pulled her aside
1: before the Rose ceremony. Oh, like, well, like, do you think he genuinely decided in that moment to keep her?
0: That's an interesting question. I think yes. Like— I think that rose ceremony is probably quite long, and he's probably, like, freaked out. But she didn't,
1: like, really say what he wanted, right? Like, she was like, I don't know what you want me to say. She said, like, I like you a lot, but do do I think that I want to be engaged? Like, not not really. I think he uh, falls for that kind of mystery. With, like, a little tear in the eye, and he's like, all right, I'm sold. It's worked with basically every woman who's pulled it on him
0: when they're like, I don't know what you want me to say or, like— when they go into like the therapy mode, it seems to work because Becca got to stay after that, Jacqueline got to stay after that, and so I think that's like a, a way to manipulate him, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I said this when we were walking in, like this was the first episode where I was like, "All right, Ari, yeah,
0: like, you're not you're fine." Like the way, he,
1: like the way he interacted with the parents, like I honestly thought it was kind of sweet. Yeah, I think his
0: fatal flaw, though, ultimately, I mean, among many, but like in this episode in particular, he told every parent that he was falling for. Oh wait. The, the daughter? That he didn't ask—how
1: about the fact that he didn't ask Kendall's parents for her, her hand? Rem- yes. Yeah, I think Kendall was a late a late stage change Or did they not Tia. show that? Mm-hmm. Because it's irrelevant, basically.
0: Because, right. Because she won't be being proposed to. Ooh,
1: like, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yes. I guess that they didn't show that, but he did tell, I think, every set of parents— that he was falling—he thinks he was falling for their daughter.
1: I know. You, because he was using the word falling so much, I was, like, trying to pay attention to the intricacies, like, with— Lauren, he said he's falling in love with her. Yeah. Like, with Kendall, he just said falling for her, you know? But uh, who knows if that makes a difference. With many people, you could be like, yes, it's a semantical
0: difference that actually means something. But with Ari, I'm not sure it does. Like, do we know that he's smart enough for that?
1: I don't know. Like, when he said last week or a few weeks ago, like, I'm falling so deeply in love with you to Lauren, like, that was, I think, a choice of words. (laughs) And I also, like, still am reeling from that. I'm literally stunned.
0: Really? How come? It just came up? I was like, what? Like, it also, is that breaking the rules? Like, I think it might be. You're not supposed to tell. I mean, it's not hard and fast rule, and they break them all the time. But usually not on camera. Like, when Ben, I think Ben had some moments where he told uh, the various women he was, like, falling for them, but we didn't really see it. We right. didn't see him telling them that he loved two women. But, as if I recall correctly, but... Ari was like, he's just more aggressive with Lauren than with anyone else. I'm just,
1: uh, do you get it? Like I I just, oh my God. I
0: don't. Um, Let's talk about Lauren, but first let's just take a break for one of our sponsors. Let's start with Casper. Podcast listeners are invited to take advantage of Casper's competitive, limited-time President's Day's offer for the first time ever. Casper is the place to shop for President's Day mattress savings this year. They sell directly to you, eliminating added costs and saving you money. And with three mattress lines to choose from, the original Casper, I have that, and it's a delight, the innovative wave, and the streamlined essential, there is something for everyone. Better yet, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on it trial. Returns are hassle-free if you're not completely satisfied. Sleep in superior comfort the rest of 2018 and beyond with the help of the Internet's favorite mattress brand, I know that I do. I've been sleeping on my Casper for almost two years now, and it's quite comfortable. It's a delightful place to watch The Bachelor. Let me tell you, it was easy to get on my bed. It comes rolled up, and it is easy to get out of the box. It returns to its proper size very quickly. I'm truly pleased with mine. So if you'd like that same experience, Visit Casper.com slash savings and receive up to $200 off your purchase of $2,000 or more. Again, that's Casper.com slash savings to get up to $200 off your purchase of $2,000 or more. This offer expires on February 20th. That's tomorrow. So you better hurry up. See Casper.com slash terms for more details. While you're in bed, you might be hungry. Sitting on your Casper and you're like, huh, how can I get some food? Think about Caviar. Life is too short for bad food and for mediocre delivery and for settling for what they're slinging down the street. You're hungry for something better, so let caviar deliver to you. Caviar brings you quality eats like Suvla in San Francisco, Toki Underground in Washington, D.C., Momofuku in New York, or John and Vinny's in L.A. And it is so crucial. I love John and Vinny's. I also love Momofuku. I'm talking delicious meals delivered from the best local restaurants. You'll find exactly what you're craving, and caviar delivers it all right to your door. It's food you want to feed your family, your friends, your coworkers they get the caviar app or order online at trycaviar.com. try caviar today and pay no delivery free on your first order plus take ten dollars off your first order of thirty dollars or more with the code bachelor valid until march 31st 2018 caviar also delivers to the office if you're working through lunch planning a big meeting or event let caviar cater You can use the GPS tracking and watch your order get delivered because caviar is the way to get quality food you want from your favorite restaurants. Remember, pay no delivery fee on your first caviar order, plus take $10 off your first order of $30 or more with the code BACHELOR at trycaviar.com. Okay, it's time to talk about Lauren. Lauren was the recipient of the Most Skeptical Parents Award, and that's because as I learned— Her mom, dude. I loved it.
1: It was hard. It was one of the most intense, like, parents we've had in a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's because Lauren's been engaged twice. (gasps) Wait. Not just once, twice. I learned that from Rob Mills last week on my pod. Oh, my God. I know. So they're probably like, is this real? Like, they probably are wondering.
1: See, this is the kind of woman that has always, like, baffled me. Why is that? Just the girl who every guy falls in love with, who, like, is sweet and cute, but, like, there's a million sweet, pretty girls out there, and let, yet, like every guy, wants to be with her. Like now that you say she's been engaged twice, I'm like, yeah, of course, of yeah, course she has.
0: You know, it, ma- it makes sense. This the engagement that everyone knows about didn't last very long. It was only like seven months or something, but it was someone she went to high school with. So hmm. I wonder when the other engagement happened. I I'm I'm not sure. The, I think this was her best performance of the season for sure.
1: <laughs> I it, it was it was when the she, cr- she spoke right. Well, when she got a little emotional, like talking to her mom about uh. Like, Mom, I really do think I have feelings for him or whatever. Yeah. So that's why the mom was so harsh then. because I th- she'd I been... think so. That's what makes
0: the most sense to me. I mean, as far as far as I can tell. Otherwise, the
1: dad was like the second that. OK, first of all, when Ari said, you know, before we even talk, I just want <clears throat> to say thank you for your service. That was no, like, insane. I cannot, Ari. I but, know. Except that the guy took it hook, line and sinker and was like. You've been in a. Pl- you went to Iraq, like I know. He, take my my daughter. He like, loved it. Oh, he, he it. absolutely
0: loved it. Yeah, that was a that was a weird moment. There's been a few times this season where things just get a little bit too real, and that was one of them. That I I was just like, mm, I don't feel comfortable like delving into supporting our troops with Ari and and whatnot with this, <laughs> right now. Like it just feels like a little bit too surface, and I don't know if we could go there. Yeah, it was it was tough, but. I was taken with um, Lawrence family's home. It's a, a true brick
1: colonial. It was the most on-brand home of all time.
0: It totally was, but didn't it kind of look like a college dorm from the outside,
1: or like a really like fancy sorority or something? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I was
0: like, I was like this. I was expecting you to have apartments and not just
1: be like an open home or whatever. It was weird when like they were perched on that love seat and the other family was just like across the room.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't really. Uh, the, the seating was weird, and Ari also noticed it he called it out and he was like oh yes we were said like really seated really distant from them and that that was weird but i wonder if our if if lauren's parents are just really skeptical because of she's been through this before like right. when, like i'm in love and they're like don't get us worked up unless this is really the guy
1: yeah the mom seemed like she had like she was like i do not want to do this again <laughs> like i know although i mean when lauren and ari went up to that uh, lighthouse, and mm-hmm. they were kissing with, like, that perfect sunlight shot through the window. That was the first moment where I was like, oh, like, he's super into her. Yeah. Like, I just, you could see, even though his gross kissing is, like, on display 24-7, I felt like that one really stood out.
0: Yeah. I think she had the best hometown, to be honest. What? Oh, not, not her family, but, like, the, oh, the like stuff that they did together. Oh, like, that it was
1: progressive or whatever? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I thought that it seemed like they moved forward. He seemed c- pretty comfortable with her. I don't know. He's just very, um, very into her. I, I want to have a, a conversation related to spoilers, so I'm just going to say like major spoiler alert. Dot dot dot. No, I'm scared. Do you know what happens at the end? No. Oh, you don't. I don't want to know. Okay. I, I just think that this episode was edited in a very specific way. Uh, yeah. We'll leave it. At, we'll leave it at that. Okay. And we, can, we'll back, back to Lauren and her weird family. But tell me, it's more dramatic than just choosing
1: between two people. Yes,
0: it's more dramatic than choosing between two people. I promise. Okay. <laughs> And not the ex coming back? Whose ex do you think that is that comes back? I think it's Becca's. Becca, interesting. We could talk about Becca. I, I find Becca to be, like, maybe the, one of the most boring contestants of all time.
1: At least, I mean, this was the first week where I was like, okay, like, I don't hate her. Yeah. You know, like, I was like, she's sweet.
0: You know, she's fine. But, be- like— Becca's the recipient of the biggest surprise superlative for me, which is that she's super religious, and we had, we had literally no idea.
1: Wait, how was that revealed? Oh, but Uncle Gary told us that. Uncle Gary's a pastor, I believe. So, of course, he's he's going to say his niece is super religious. Yeah,
0: but it did become, like, a center of the episode that, like, oh, Becca's religious and, like, her faith is— or religion and going to church is, like, important to her family. And that's never come up before. And that's, like, actually an interesting wrinkle on Becca. But that's the only wrinkle on Becca, as far as I could tell. She seems, like, perfectly nice and sweet and just so lame. At least with Lauren, you're like, why are you so— gun-shy, like, what What are you holding back? With Becca, I'm just
1: like, I'm not sure
0: there's anything more than what we're there's seeing. There's no, like, backstory that
1: she's hiding or something. Yeah,
0: that's why she had to go to the apple orchard for her hometown activity. It's, like, <laughs> as boring as it gets. Say, save it for when you're engaged for your engagement photo shoot, girl.
1: Yeah, I guess her family members were definitely the most interesting part of her date. Just that they were, yeah. you know, that... She had the uncle who was sort of the father figure. His cane was yes. was a big character.
0: Her father passed
1: away from cancer and her mother
0: also survived cancer. Right. Um she's been she's been through a lot. And like I don't mean this like meanly. I like Lauren a lot, but she's just quite boring. You mean, boring. Becca. You mean yeah, Becca. Sorry, Becca, yeah, sorry, Becca. Excuse me. She's just quite boring. I would have to agree. I mean, I, I don't even like talking about her. Okay, next.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's probably gonna win. Right. She
0: is probably gonna win, right? Mm-hmm. Like it seems like
1: I feel like there's been so many of those in the last few years where it's like, cool, you pick the person who's like completely average. Like, I have no feelings. Like, yeah. That's a problem with The Bachelor in general, though. Like, Lauren was that as well, right? Lauren, exactly. Lauren Bush now. Ben and Lauren B. That was ex- exactly how I felt. And this girl literally looks like Lauren B. So, um, you are something of a Bachelor historian. You've written this book, <laughs> Bachelor Nation.
0: When's it coming out? It is coming out on March 6th, very March soon. March 6th, quite soon. Yeah. Um, the day
1: after the batch finale. Oh, nice. Yep.
0: Where would you place Ari in, like, the tiers of the best and worst Bachelors of all time? Not good. <laughs> Low <laughs> AF. I don't
1: know. Um, Who's before him, who was your least favorite Bachelor? Have you watched every season? So I started watching when I was, like, how old were we, in 2002, how old were you? In 2002, I was 16. Yeah, I yeah. was 16, too. Yeah, so... I don't know. It was, like, not a thing to watch The Bachelor in high school, you know? Yeah. Like, I was aware of it, but I really only got into it um, a few years later. And so for the book, obviously, I tried to get all the old seasons. Like, sure. I literally called the Library of Congress. Really? And they don't exist. Really? Like, because you've, I'm sure, have tried to download them on yeah. iTunes, and it starts at, like, season eight, mm-hmm. like Jason Mesnick. Sure. So I, for whatever reason, like, Warner Brothers doesn't license a lot of them.
0: What was the first season you watched, like, start to finish?
1: Diana, I think. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. So that's you've been around for a while. Yeah,
1: yeah. What was your first season?
0: Um, I went back and wa- I like watched it periodically, but I got really into it with Jake Pavelka. That was when I was like, I'm in. Yeah. And oh, that, God, or, I miss
1: those days was, when it was like. Was such... he
0: before or after Jason? After. So actually, it was Jason. It started with him. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, that was that was right right when I I like, got like hardcore into it. I've seen it before, but that was when I like really com- committed
1: to reality TV. In Who's my life? your favorite Bachelor? Ben, 100. Ben no question. Higgy. Yeah. Favorite Bachelor. That's like who you'd want to date or whatever. But what no, about I, like... No, I thought
0: it was a good season too. You I did? Li- yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. But I, I'm so biased because I love that.
1: You think then season of The Bachelor was the best season of The Bachelor ever? It
0: wasn't that dramatic.
1: I don't know. I hated Sean Lowe.
0: Jake Pavelka, I guess, is probably the best in terms of drama. Jason Mesnick in terms of drama. But Pavelka had Allie crying and then all the crazy shit. Uh, that you-
1: like reunion stuff after with their breakup, like that was iconic. Vienna and him breaking up.
0: It was also an iconic Chris Harrison moment, which, by the way, before, before we move on, today's Chris Harrison TRT is 61 seconds, one minute and one second. It's a pre- pretty low TRT for Chris Harrison. He's like, I, I don't think he's crossed 15 minutes yet for the season. <laughs> for the whole season? Yeah, I, I might be wrong. I'm to have to go back and check. But, like, last week was 60 seconds. But what about batch winner games? Because is that count? I'm, not, F- I'm F- not including that. Just for the straight-up bachelor season. Okay. TRT is super low. Super duper low. And you would think that maybe we would have seen more of a him coaching Ari through this, you know, like his trying emotional time with, uh, with choosing between Kendall and... That was right. That
1: would have been a prime Tia. moment for a Chris emergence. But yeah. But it didn't even come out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, back to your book. So... You are a very active member of Bachelor Nation, like we said. You know, broke the news about Paradise and all that. How did you? Beca- how did that become like your beat? Like, how did you start covering it and and everything for
1: yourself and tweeting about it and whatnot? Uh, I was just like like you. Like, I sort of stumbled upon. I was like, mm, I really like the show. Like around Deanna, Jason, that uh-huh. period of time, um, and I started recapping it for the LA Times. Just uh-huh. when like TV recaps started being a thing, sure. And. um as, like, I think Alan, like, one of the producers, like, started tweeting with me cool. after reading my recaps, and I was like, you just get sucked into that Bachelor yeah. Nation world. Yeah, it sustains itself. Right. So then I started going to tapings and, sure. you know, interviewing people and whatever, and that was what happened. And then that's how it was going until I got banned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you get banned? Because of Paradise? Or did you get banned no, before that? No, I got that? banned way
1: before oh, that. Oh, what'd you get banned for? Um, it's still unclear. Uh-huh. Um but uh, like I wasn't good with them. Like Ben Flanick and Chris Harrison came to my house for one of those like,
0: oh, my God, like, you know, yeah. we're crashing
1: your party. Yeah. Things. Um, and I was friendly with a lot of those, you know, the the producers and Rob and stuff. And then suddenly, um, you know how you get those invitations on email like like there's a conference call this week with whoever yeah. was rejected. So I I don't know. get those for the record. Just, just so you know. Okay, good. Yeah, my team. Um, But I used to get those, and anytime someone else at the paper would get them, they'd like forward them to me. Uh, You know, like you're the bachelor girl. And one time they forwarded them, and I was like, "That's weird. I didn't get it." Right. And so I wrote them, and I was like, "Hey, can I uh, jump on this call this week?" And the publicist was like, "Oh, really? Sorry. Like the conference call is is totally full." And I was like. It's a conference call. Yeah, anyone could call it. How can it be full? And so basically my editor inquired, like, what's up with this? And they were like, "Mm, we think Amy's coverage is too negative, so, like, we're not inviting her to stuff anymore. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yep.
0: Interesting. Did that make you want to stop covering the show, or did you
1: keep doing it? Obviously not, since I just (laughs) read a book about it. Yeah. It only fired me up more. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, because I still love the show. Sure. So I was, like, watching it every week with my friends and tweeting about it, and, um, if anything, I think that made me feel like, what are, like, what are they hiding? Or, like, everyone's, like, talking a certain way about this show. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. So. Um,
0: why do you think the popularity of the show, or, or at least it's kind of, like, social media cachet has grown over the
1: last few years? Well, I have, that's a good question for, like, do you think that, where are we at right now in batch popularity?
0: Ratings are down. Right. I, I think it peaks with Nick. I I do. Um, Just so odd. Yeah, I know. Um I, I guess Ari was like a misstep. I, I think it would. This would have been a hard season for them, no matter what, though. Coming off of the Paradise stuff,
1: and right. I mean, it did feel with, like. And with
0: the casting from Rachel's season, there was really no clear bat. I mean, I guess I guess Peter. People would have been more excited about, but I'm not convinced Peter would have been a good bachelor, to be honest. Right. So, I think it has perhaps peaked, but it is still a, definitely a phenomenon. Like it's still a, a big deal, and I think it could it could easily rebound. I think Winter Games has been very charming and it fun. It has been. How so, have the ratings
1: been on Winter Games? I haven't checked, to be honest. But it's, yeah, it's like going from Ra- Rachel's season was down like a million viewers, right? Yes. Then we had the Bachelor in Paradise scandal. Then you cast Ari, who, like no one's stoked about. Um, and I thought I thought Winter Games was going to be like a misfire, but it seems to be going well, except it's only four eps. So yeah. like, what can you really do?
0: How long do you think this can last? Like how many more? Like this, Ari is the 22nd season of The Bachelor. Right. And we've had 13 seasons of The Bachelorette. So, like how many more seasons would you give each?
1: I think for it to have longevity, they're going to have to, like, spice it up in some way. Like, in that same way when Mike Feist will look back and and say, like, after um, Lorenzo the Prince and, like, Matt Grant, the British guy, and Charlie O'Connell, like, they sort of went through a downswing, and then that they brought in Jason Mesnick, and they realized, like, oh, we need someone from each season to recycle, and that's what will work for us. Like, they need to get out of that now, because that's not working anymore. Yeah, yeah.
0: So... I, I've always advocated for an athlete. Um, there's a lot of structural challenges to that. I think someone from like like Ethan Zahn, who was the winner oh, of Survivor. I love him. Like someone like him, I think would be good who is like a little bit famous, but isn't that is like kind of not as relevant anymore. Um, I think it's hard. I understand why they cast from previous seasons because like you have you have an attachment to them, it, it makes more sense and like you kinda like grow them within your own egosphere. I think it has to be someone with like a niche kind of fa- fame if they're gonna go for That's a celebrity. Right. So or, like, I don't know, maybe they want to, like, appeal to a new crowd, like, you go for, like, a YouTube star or something like that. But Ugh. but I think those types of people are too much of exhibitionists, and that's what they kind of tried to get away with right. with the women who were in Ari's season.
1: Yeah, I would like, like, an old-school kind of gentlemanly type. Mm. If they had a chance to—this would have been the season to, like, take a risk. Yeah,
0: well, one of the reasons I think Winter Games is smart is because it, it uh, opens up the pool of people, because yeah. I think they could cast— if it doesn't work out between Kevin and Ashley, like, make Kevin The Bachelor. Oh, my God. Kevin
1: is so cute. Yeah. I have to say, like, I'm genuinely enjoying watching the different ways that people from other countries, like, express their feelings and, like, yeah. the cultural differences between the ways Americans fall in love and stuff. Like, that's fascinating to me. Totally.
0: It's also um interesting to watch people come in with the same set of expectations because they know mm. generally what the show is like, but having had... Um, a slightly varied experience. So they have, like, kind of, like, notes to compare with a general baseline of understanding. Right. I, I really like Winter Games. Like, I think it has been very entertaining and silly and, and, like, a nice relief. It's a great combination of Challenge, Bachelor, and, like, Bachelor Pad, basically. Where do you think Ari will go after this? Do you think he has a, a mm-hmm. life as, like, a former... As, like, in, in, the, in Bachelor Nation, or does he go back to being normal?
1: Well, I mean, for... All of the rumors about him being sleazy and whatever else, yeah. like he did not go on social media in all of these years. And I like, know.
0: Although he isn't on it now.
1: Right. You're saying he could have like he missed the boat on that and now he's back in and he has an opening. I, yeah. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Like he just seems so he does seem quite easygoing. I, I I'm not sure like what really stresses him out. And
1: so <laughs> that's so true. Does he like like when does he freak out? I don't know. Like Ben
0: and Nick and who was before Nick? Oh, I mean, who's before Chris Ben? Soles. Chris Souls. He he Chris Soles. barely got stressed out, but like Sean got stressed out. Ari doesn't. It's just like kind of like he's just along for the ride. It's like all going Which is swimming. Part like, of like why it's
1: not that interesting to watch.
0: Yeah, I actually do like him. I've been so hard on him, but I, I now
1: like yeah, him. I after this week, I do too. And the number one thing, like, I took away from writing that book and meeting so many people in the franchise was like. I need to curb my judgments. Like, obviously, you are a podcast. You know nothing. Like, it's so fun to just talk shit about all of this. I'm like, there's nothing more I love than being with my friends and, like, it, but it, it's like an energy that you know. I hear people in my room talking about someone and trashing them, and I'm like, "Yeah, they suck." And, and you know, I'm like saying stuff before I even know if I mean it. Yeah. Um. And with Ari, I'm like, "Is he that bad?" Yeah. And he's I, not someone I date, and he's not my type. But like, and I do feel disgusted by his kisses. Yes, me too. Like truly, internally revolted. Long fingers gross me out. Oh, they do. Yeah. And <laughs> he's very big. Feet. But um, that being said, he seems nice. Who's
0: the who was the person you met in researched for your book who was the most surprising? You're like, oh,
1: they don't suck I actually. Really like. Them, there were some people who did suck. And Ooh, like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will not say their names in the he- you know trying not to be judgmental. Um, who did I, I liked Claire Crawley a lot?
0: She's coming off great on uh Winter Games too.
1: Well, here's the thing. Like I think she feels like she looked like such a chump with Juan Pablo. Like yeah. she was like, damn, he like played me and lo- yeah. made me look like a sucker. And so she's like, I am not taking shit from guys this time around. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's like a little too much. Yeah,
0: I think that she's um, she's clearly overcorrected to her own detriment, basically. Right. But, uh, yeah,
1: Yeah, she's, she's, like, pretty articulate, right? Yeah, she's coming off
0: pretty well. And, like, just seems, like, much more normal and cool. For whatever reason, Bachelor Winter Games is painting everyone in a way better light than Paradise. Why is
1: that? Also, I'm, like, I'm not beach person but i would so much rather be in that cute cabin with like the snow and everything it looked nice i'd rather
0: be at the beach but it, does, it did look nice and ben described it it sounded very luxurious which i'm like okay cool it looked
1: luxurious yeah
0: it looked nice um i think it's partially because they it's like a shorter period of time they're sort of like less kitsch like there's not the like mm-hmm. the intro that they have on paradise it's like you know the silly song and well they did
1: have that anthem
0: that's true. But yeah. but they're just not going—they're going less for, like, the campy feel than they are—than they do with Paradise. So
1: I think that, that helps everyone look a little bit better. What camp do you fall into in terms of, like, I describe my friends as, like, either liking the first half of the season or the second half of the season? Like, do you like the more, quote-unquote, sincere moments sure. or the, like, shticky stuff?
0: Um, I think I like the first half better. It's just, like, also— as they, from a podcasting perspective, like there's just like more to talk about. Like, how much can we talk about how boring Lauren is? Like, right. <laughs> when you get stuck with people like Lauren and Becca, who by by all accounts are like nice, lovely people, they're not like Crystal. There's not a lot. To, there's not a lot to like really dig into because you're we don't know a lot about them. All three of the women going to the final, we know literally very very little about. We know so much more about Crystal and Becca, right. And Tia and like even C N. Like the interesting ones are
1: all gone. Well, but that like makes perfect sense because like. As we know, the people who end up with the Bachelor Bachelorette are usually the most normal. So, like, there's not a lot to tease out because they're not histrionic or they're not, like— Yeah. um, did okay? so who do you think has Bachelorette potential? Or will they do, like, a wild card,
0: like we're saying? I think it's got to be Tia. I just think she is the most charismatic. I think a Southern Bachelorette would be great. Um, We haven't
1: had one since, what, Emily?
0: Yeah. I I just think it it just got to be her. What do you think?
1: I— is is Becca M
0: not like an option, baby Becca? Yeah, um, I young Becca. So. She's she's too, she's too little, too young. I just like her though. It's my better judgment. She, I like her too, but she's just not ready
1: for it. Yeah, I like Tia's just maybe too sincere. Was she the Ari of Bachelorettes? I
0: don't know. I think that she would be fun though because she's got a lot of opinions. She also likes to drink a lot of boozy Tia moments this season, which I enjoyed. Um, Amy, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast this week. Uh, we'll look for your book, Bachelor Nation, on March sixth, wherever books are sold. Woohoo! And um, people can read you in the LA Times and follow you on Twitter at Amy
1: K in LA. Right? Yes, not Amy Kinlaw. Who's that? Oh, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's just a misread. <laughs> do people think that's what your name <laughs> is, like, Amy Kins? I'm like, no, dude, no. <laughs> that's really weird. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, thanks for listening. This has been Bachelor Party. Be back with the Winter Games B side on Thursday, and next week, it's Fantasy Suites. Can't wait.
1: <gasps> Who do you think he's gonna sleep with?
0: All three. Duh. Sorry. Thanks again for listening. You can find me on Twitter, at Juliet Litman, on Instagram, at Juliet Litman. And lastly, if you like this podcast, please do me a favor. Rate it, review it, recommend it to your friends, get them to subscribe. Thank you.